0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Apram Kipalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, this is Some of My Best Friends are Kabbalists. There's a little bit of um, uh, Bella Lugosi there. Some of my best friends are Kabbalists. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have your moichim. (laughs) <laughs> I do not drink wine. <laughs> Give me my nukvin, please. <laughs> that would be quite.
1: Your my, your my have turned into
0: blood. <laughs> um, so some of my best friends, yes, some of my best friends, are Kabbalists. <laughs> I think I'm going to keep this in because it's. I'm my perspective. Um, Jesus is a figure that I think we have, in a way, become um, insulated against, immune from, uh, by and large. But there's another figure who uh, who haunts uh, the pages of Chazal, and that is Elisha ben Abouyev, uh as Acher. He is, uh, again, a Tana and a Koyfeo he is a malamithra soil and also a um, ritzeh he is someone that uh, uh, it's it's for many people i think you know a challenge that this man everything he learned and know and knew, became as uh, went on to this tarbus Ro'o and whether he died bitchuva or not the fact that he spent so much of his life um, uh, as an enemy of what we consider the, the Jewish principles um, is, is, I think, troubling to people. And I think it might be worth, on the heels of our conversation the last couple of weeks about the sectarianism, I think it might be kedai to explore achir. Um, perhaps you know, you know there's bavli and yershalmi achir, but I think there's going to be some uh, benefit for our listeners to, to hear about, and from your perspective especially, maybe the Kabbalistic mistake that Acher uh, had made, or maybe it wasn't a mistake. The Mishnah in Chagiga uh, deals with what you're, how you're supposed to teach ideas of that we would call some of the deepest mystical ideas, the ideas of Maisim Merkava. My Seberatiius and my Merkova and the Yashami says ain't darshan, but my Merkova feel be the Mishnah says um that that my Merkova, which you know again you you know I'll, I'll translate and perhaps it's somewhat crude, but the idea of how the world is run, how the chariot, so to speak, that Yeheko saw, which indicates you know the the way God works in this world, bringing it towards. It's it's uh, it, it's eventual shleimus, uh, but also how the various midos of God operate within the world, like a merkava, um, that is so uh, deep that you shouldn't even teach it to one person. merkava biyochid unless he's a chocham or mevin midaitai, and this gets into something we've talked about nusan, which is. How students need to approach the the ideas of Sod and Kabbalah that they have to learn a little bit on their own first. They have to show themselves and they have to prove to the Mekubal that they were Zoha to be close to that they have what it takes in terms of kedusha. And the Yerushalmi describes uh, various people like Rabbi Losser Ben Aruch and others who who were able and uh, who were able and Rabbi Akiva mentions as well that they were able to be Zoha to become students in Merkova or Merkova mysticism or what we would call par- Kabbal or Pardes. Then the Yershalmi and Bavli both speak about people who didn't make it. And it talks about um, the Arbusha Shanich because we're talking about how delicate this wisdom is and how careful you need to be in giving it over. The Gemara gives us these examples of these men and who weren't able to actually make the grade um and the three are of course are uh, that didn't make it according to the bavli and the jalmi are rabbi or are revelation of elisha who in the in the bavli is just called achir um and uh ben azai shimon ben azai and shimon ben zoma now, I, I found Nelson, there's an interesting difference between what was the fates of each of them. Um, in the Bavli, it says that Benzoma was Hitsitz that he enters into parades and he sees something. Now, they were according to the Bavli, Rabbi Kiva warned them about what they were about to experience. You know, and you sort of get this, like this, if you, if you learn a Caputo, you get this sense, it's almost like a trip that they were taking, like there was a certain mystical Shamos. Oh, that there they, was trippy, trippy aspect to it, for sure. If there was, they were invoking some sort of Shamos and they were exp- experiencing his Pashto Sagashmi. And when they went there, Rabbi is warning them about, you know, because he seems to be the older of the, uh, of all the four, and he seems to be the most. You know stable as the says he was Yotzabisholom. And in the Babli's version, uh Ben Benzoma is Hitsis Hitsitz Vinifka. That he looked, he stared at it, but it was Poga, some sort of synapse damaged. Syn- snapped in his brain. Something sort of like right. And um right. and the Babli actually it says an incredible thing there that that he so to speak who's who's so out of it that he, we can't even bring him back in and then you have acher binetius and in this regard we have two very wildly different interpretations or at least descriptions that perhaps it's two sides of the same coin i'll, I'll let you uh, deal with that but we have one description in the in the uh bavli that Acher sees the uh Malach that's known, and some people would say, Kibalevich, you can't say this because you're not supposed to say you ma- can't say it, but oh, it's in the Gemara, so I'll say it. That he saw the Malach. Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> don't say it. <laughs>
0: yes, um, uh, mm-hmm. mat- he saw Matatron, Yoshev. Mm-hmm. And what was Metatron doing? He was writing that there was a a, a shah that Metatron could write up the tzchusim of Israel. It's almost like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> the, the good Malach, this incredible, powerful Malach, writing up, oh, oh I'm writing all the great tzchusim of, of, of all the Jews. And Achir is saying, wait, the Gemara says, that the says, no, we, I had a, a, in my Kabbalistic and uh, halachic training and everything all together tells me that this level cannot, there can't be any yeshiva. What's going on? How could there be the matatron be sitting, right? Um, and, 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 and Chazal indicate that this is somehow, Rashi, I think, and others indicate that this is sort of like, that it was mihzi, like it was like shtei rishuyas. In other words, because a real malach can't be sitting, because it has to be standing, waiting for God's commands. So if there's a malach up there that is sitting, it must be that it has its own deity deity that has power that's not necessarily subject to the greater God or the other God. And this is the Katsitsis Benetios, where, again, you don't have to be that subtle of a thinker, to see that, hmm, instead of seeing the the malochim and other things as sort of extensions, uh, the staus of the spheros that we've talked about, as it's all the one cob that's really developing, and but he actually cuts away. He cuts the uh the the natiya the from the root. The thing that the 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 root is clearly, we believe the root is is one. And he has cut this natia, this planting, this uh, away from the root, and that seems to be what the bavli means by his yeah. assumption, which is right.
1: He's taking he's, ta- he's taking attributes and viewing them as independently operating operating entities. Right. To, that's the what kitzus
0: Right. Now it's what's incredible is that on the heels of that description. Let, let's let, let's forget what the Bavli says for a minute about how Metatron gets punished, which is its own you know strange description there that you need you know you need to have a Kabbalistic key to understand. But well, in, there's uh, some
1: people who think that they can do it, you know. pulsa dunura. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: that's, well, that's, but, but, but but where <laughs> the story leads itself is to uh, as the Bavli goes on, is that Acher, or Elisha at this point, you know, says that. Um, Hmm. Okay. Um, you know the uh, you know there are and he somehow hears a, a, a you know uh, the baskol that has indicated that his shusim have now been eliminated. Right. You know the same matatro now is mochik his uh Everything that he's learned, and then on the what happens from there is this incredible descent where he somehow senses that he is finished. <laughs> he has been disconnected. And now he says, well, I guess if I'm not going to have any s'chusim to get me into the world to come, let me have Hanah from from this world. Uh and then somehow he's he's no longer in this in, in, in the Selyinem, you know. He is down in the brothels already, you know, uh, searching mm-hmm. out some zona on Shabbos and um you know and
1: picking onions.
0: He, Whatever the pugla is, I don't know. But, oh, uh, whatever, those fu- pugle. whatever those pugla cars, he was—he was, you know, it was somehow nearby. Good. Was sure, darling, in-
1: have yourself a pugla. I yeah. fixed
0: it on Shabbos. Somehow, in, yeah. in some yeah. pleasure garden there, and of course, uh, you know, she says, "Aren't you, ben Avuya, Aren't you this famous rabbi?" And he says, I'll show you what a famous rabbi I am. And on Shabbos, he does a malocha of of of, kitzira, of, of 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 ripping it out of its roots. And he gives it to her. Um, I'm not sure if it was, you know, why he has to hand it to her. But uh, when, uh, then she says, you must be achir. And of course, from there, the the, the 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 babli goes on. What's interesting, and this is what's what's incredible, that the, the Yershalmi takes the term kotzeitz binetios, and After it says that, it immediately describes Achir as, as I said before, entering into the Bate Midrashim, where Torah was going on, and and basically sending, as I mentioned before, these children, sending them away from what we would call the Makor Mayim of Torah. And the Netiyos, the the Yashamah, children. Right. And it's so simple because we know the word S like we know from Nelson as you're familiar from the locomotionai vest right. or natios that has to do with Shvius. Natios by definition are young saplings, we would call them, right? Things that were right. that, that you still sense that they've just been planted. That's why they're called natios as opposed to ilanos or Aitsin. Right? right. So Kotsates binatios sounds like the youth. It sounds like something that they just planted, and we talk about Achir's you know, way of, you know, of, of pushing the children away from, um, from learning and saying, no, you're going to be a Hayat, you're going to be a Chenveni, uh, 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 a Nofeach, a, a uh, whatever the, I forgot all the different types of Parnasa um, that he talks about. But he sends people away from Torah and and from there the Yashami describes how he becomes a turncoat, um, being some of you know the the Romans' best friend in um making the xerus against the Jewish people. Um you, right. you, you, it really is is it's it's sort of like a the like the worst um uh, Pablo Christiani, you know, the the Veda the Ramban, you have this this fellow who is. You know, the Romans are being gozer at that time, you know, with the Bar Kokhba revolt, sort of, you know, simmering that the Jews are going to have to, you know, be Machal Shabbos, and we're going to force you to be Machal Shabbos, and the Jews among themselves have some sort of uh, discussion where they... Various
1: right. tricks that they can get away from uh, doing a Chilo Shabbos to so.
0: right? And you, and and you hear stories like this from the Holocaust as well, right? Yes, where 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 you know the 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 Rebbe, the Rebbe would tell them, look, we have to do it, but let's do the malacha with the Shinui, let's do whatever we can, and this is what they did, right. as you say, Nelson. They did they were carrying shna- to Shnaim shasua, or they were or they were making sure to carry, they were
1: stopping in a Carmelis.
0: You know, or, so the right, or, a a right? so or not in a Rishosarabim. Arabim or all the lumdes that owned what the Romans weren't aware of, but when when Acher saw that, he knew exactly what they were doing. And he snitches to the to the authorities and says, No, make them carry in the Rishosarabim, let only one person do it. Like he uses his 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 understanding of of the of what we would say is, is is God's tire of what a malacha is and exactly what a takana of the is and what's the rice, all the things that we say make you a tana he inverts it and uses it for the destruction as uh, part of the persecutions of the Jewish right, people by the Romans right, right, right. which is which yeah. is really incredible so uh, again you know it, it, how can, if, if you're able to somehow you know you know coalesce this this how this could happen. From yeah. from 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 a, 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 a spiritual quest for shleimus, a spiritual quest to become dovik to the rabboni Sholem, goes so awry and turns in turns into the has these monstrous consequences. Part of the problem that
1: the gemara and chagigo is discussing about um, about Merkova um, is that you're not talking about something that's purely conceptual and so if you let's say if you go to a kabbalah yeshiva and you, and you learn kabbalah so you're essentially dealing with things on a conceptual level you're there's something here that you can understand there's shatim to say there's tire to learn you know and you're just learning about you're learning about different things and even even that is not entirely problem free because there's you know you it's not so easy to become mechanical through it, but there are things there are things that can go wrong. Um, but that's not let's not discuss that right now. Um, we're safer with with uh, Kabbalah because it's conceptual. Okay, so there's there's ideas and there's discussions and uh, they tend not to overwhelm you or make you crazy or 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 make you go la tarbus unless under you know certain specific circumstances or let's say there's very bad guidance. On the other hand, um, when you're dealing with Ma'ase so Ma'ase Merkava is first of all visionary. It's an experience. It's not so much. It's much more than an idea. It's much more than sitting around saying, "Oh, what's the pshat in this pasuk in Yecheskel, or what's the pshat in this Pusik in in uh, in Beresh? You know, it's you. They had the technique, or they had the ability, or they had the kedusha, or whatever you want to, you whatever you want to say, to actually. Go into a mystical state of mind and have experiences of these things. So, so when they're going into the parades, it is not, I guess, as some people would say, or maybe as the Rambam would say, that uh, it, you know, it's a certain kind of hakiris, it's certain kind of uh, subtle philosophical discourse. Okay, people don't go crazy from subtle philosophical discourses, nor do they, nor do they, uh, nor do they um, die because they had a brilliant idea. Or because they saw too many brilliant ideas, um, they could go off the derech because of that on a, on occasion. But it's still not you know that's not the same level of risk when you when you're actually going into the ilam yisrael when you're actually seeing these things. Okay, you have you you find yourself in a situation where you you basically can't unsee something that you saw. Whatever you see makes such an indelible impression on you that you you simply can't erase it and you're you're stuck with what you see so it's very important if you're well if you're properly guided let's say like Rabbi Akiva, your your so fantastic okay um but if you see something that you're not supposed to see or if you see something that appears to you to be a certain way and it's really somewhat something else okay you ultimately that becomes your reality and that is something that you cannot Except with very, very great effort, shake after you've after you've seen it. Okay, because this is this is like confronting the truth. You know, going going into this vision state and you're you're seeing reality. You're seeing reality for what it is, and and you're you're beyond the physical. You're beyond material methods of of a perception and you're encountering reality in of itself and and therefore once once you are touched by that reality you're touched you cannot become untouched you go crazy you cannot become uncrazy you know um, and so after saw something that he should not have seen Guver is very the governor is very clear about that um, and what did he see so he saw this malach who is the you know sarhappanim he's like a a central mal- malach that's kind of like the the uh power that animates the whole um the whole system. And um according to some sources he is the he is what uh became when he went up to Shamayim, you know. And this Malach that should have been standing up, um, was sitting down in order to write the schuyas of Yisrael. So, and Akher sees him or Elisha sees him while he's sitting down. And that's once again, that's the thing that rips him out of his Amuna, rips him out of his Yiddishkeit rips him out of Torah and puts him someplace else. And you know, so okay, what what exactly did he see? So the reasonable thing to say is that he saw a conception of the world a perception of the world, which is fundamental to an ancient movement called Gnosticism. And okay. Gnosticism exists in, in many different forms. Okay, and you have pagan Gnosticism and Christian Gnosticism, and maybe even somewhere you have some Jewish Gnostics. Who knows? Um, but the the Gnostics were bothered primarily by the problem of evil. In other words, how is it that if you know we have a Kaddish Baruch or Kaddish Baruch who runs the world? What about all the evil that we see around us where does Where does that come from? And the Gnostic's answer to that is that well, there are really two deities now you you figure they could somewhat take this from Zoroastrianism because Zoroastrian had a dualistic uh, conception of the universe um, and uh, Gnosticism has something similar, not exactly but something similar in their in their idea you have you know, the true deity, who is perfection itself. Um, And he's, you know, I guess what we would call Ainsaif, but like a Greek Ainsaif, he is apathetic to anything that's outside of himself. He's completely self-absorbed, right? And he emanates the universe, not through a willful emanation, but because that's the way that it is. I, you know, he exists and therefore everything else exists. And reality can just kind of pours out of, pours out of, this conception of god and flows downhill among the entities that emerge out of that outpouring of being is a crazy god and uh the demiurge and the demiurge is bad or insane or both and the demiurge creates this world in which we exist okay and the this body, from this life, from this world because this world is evil it's bad, it's corrupt, it's miserable it's useless but insofar as I know that the world is bad therefore that means that I have a soul that has a deeper connection to the ultimate God than to the demiurge, so I want to try very very hard to be ascetic, to completely deny my body, to to practically uh, I guess would even you know starve yourself by by asceticism, so that you can release the soul from the body and it goes up to the realm where it's supposed to exist and becomes free from this horrible prison, you know, and from the horrible crazy, you know, demiurge jailer that 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 keeps us all here um so another issue that goes along with this is that the the um deity of revealed religion of all of its different forms is actually the crazy demiurge and therefore regular religion is useless okay you know and and in particular Judaism and the Christian gnostics had this particular had this particular assessment of Judaism that all of what we know is Tyra is actually emerges from the Demiurge. And therefore um, no, no real human being who's tends to save their souls has any reason to listen to it because it's all just craziness, right? So it's a very, a very, very negative, very negative assessment of, of, uh, of Tyre. and even Orthodox Christians did not buy into this because they actually considered the, uh, the um he Hebrew scriptures to be is to be divinely revealed okay so that's a little bit about about um so 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 not, not, so, so I think what you're in this heavenly vision okay that's if it's not the god if it's not real God then it's got to be okay. the
0: demiurge right and that so, means that the demiurge is the god of religion okay so there's there's two things that that need to be remarked from your response the first thing is is that Instead of viewing the mystics that are known as Gnostics um, as completely off the wall people, they actually have tapped in to something, as we see from Acher's vision, that has an element of truth to it. The spin that they give it, the idea of the crazy god, as you're saying, and that there's really something higher above that, um, is... Uh, is obviously flawed and ugly and terrible and, and 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 we have to run away from it, but the idea that there is a uh a Koach that is in a way inscrutable to, because of the problem of evil, but it still represents some sort of some sort of aspect that it, it came from the greater god that is something which is close to the truth. And therefore, we shouldn't just say that the, you know, that these Gnostics are just, you know, completely off the wall. They are close to something, and as as we know, Achir, he wasn't shown a false vision. The Gemara says clearly that they actually took matatron and and beat him right so it wasn't like right. th- that acher was was somehow had a bad mushroom, and because of that, what happened was what he saw was not true. He just misinterpreted the second thing I think which needs to be remarked is that while you have said that the Gnostics ended up you know rejecting like the Christian Gnostics rejecting in an extreme fashion the tenets of the Torah as being um you know, part of that evil system. Or, and what flowed from that was a life of asceticism that allowed a person using some soul power to remove himself completely from the, this world and the and the control of the crazy god becoming ascetics to the point that you know they would they would probably you know, uh, you know just shrivel up without eating and drinking and and being involved in extreme actions that sort of disconnect them from 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 the pleasures of of uh, and the good benefits of, of this world. Acher doesn't do either, right? He um he if, if anything he becomes a pleasure seeker, right? And he right. also Nelson based on again you know Acher's his second act or his third act is very much of a of a tragic figure who, in a way, sort of knows the system and is not only using his knowledge of it to say it's horrible and ugly and let's let's persecute the Jews. He's also continues to teach. He continues to create have a relationship with Rev. Mayer, and he seems to, you know, remember and relish. A lot of the material that, that was part of his world, instead of saying, right. oh, that, that was like, like a true convert, Nelson would have would have said, that's the old me. No. In other words, the real awkward said, I don't want anything about that. I don't want to talk that language anymore. I don't want to know. Achir is, is a Talmudist to the very end, right? He's he's correcting he's correcting Rav Meir and Halacha. He's n- recognizing what Chum Shabbos is. He knows exactly what Rebbe Kiva's Droshas are and Rebbe Kiva's Shittas are. Um, and so, which is, again, it, it, it's really not that, nothing like, The the Gnostics in that way, and I guess there's a third thing I just, which I I told you before we started recording, the Ishalmi has a very cryptic statement about, you know, why he be two statements why he became who he was. uh, there's actually three. Uh, the first one was what Rev. Meir asked him. Rev. Meir said, you know, Rebbe, you know so much. <laughs> Why did you become this way? And he sort of, you know, pulled it back to uh, the moment of his brismila and what his father's uh, determination was at that point uh, when Rebbe Lezer and Rebbe Yeshua, as everybody else was dancing and, and being Merakid and I guess in a way, rightly celebrating the fact that there's another Jewish child in the world and that we're going to... You know, they said, "Well, that's for them. For us, we're going to sit and learn, and let's let's be osik b'shalonu." And of course, when you have the two powerhouses learning together, Rabbi Les and Rabbi Yishua, Rabbi Zara Agadol, Rabbi Zeman Horkin and start learning. It's kandisos kandisinos and mitsina, and all of a sudden, the age of Sinai uh, comes down, surrounds them, and uh, Acher's father is so. First of all, he's shocked. And he can't believe that there's a fire that they're, you know, they're going to burn this beautiful house up. The, the Simcha Hall is going to go down in flames. But uh, he also says, ah, if that's what Torah can do, I'm going to be Makdish, my son, to that. And he'll become a fire wielder. And Acher tells Rev Meir on that Shabbos that he's following him on his horse. You see, <laughs> this, I, I got into it for the wrong reasons, and this is the way my 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 dad pushed me. This and that's sort of why I became who I was. But then the the Xiaomi, uh tries to give us uh, another. It's a pretty poor excuse if you think about it. Oh you know. <laughs> Um it, Well, it's always good to blame dad. That's one thing. <laughs> it's always yeah. it's always good to blame good old Avuya, who is the uh, you know and. Uh, and, and, and listen we 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 counsel kids all the time and they talk about you know the the parents trying to live through the children and creating a situation that wasn't necessarily the where they should have gone um, despite their intellectual gifts um, so you know, it, it it does sound it sounds things like things that we've heard but, but then you know the Yerushalmi the, 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 the mentions a um a yesha omrim. And the Ashhamami says that when his mother was pregnant, uh and uh, she took him uh, to this uh, this this to this bias of of takruvais, seemingly of uh, say that that she was that she smelled the min the Ashhammi says that that kind, that type. That's okay, type. she was
1: she was walking through she was walking by a base of and they were offering some tasty sacrifices in there and she and she smelled it and she smelled something that is from that same type. Right. Okay. And then the Ur- then the Ur- Which is a curious phraseology. I mean there's a lot of you know, curious phrases in the Ur- Yerushalmi, but this is this is certainly something that, you know, makes Makes your ears perk up, and, and then it uses
0: no. a, a, a Yoridaya term that we know very much, Mifafeyabo, like you know, Keeres Shel Right? It's somehow in it, it, like it was a venom that it's, somehow infected her body and just welled up in every one of her pores like snake poison. Uh-huh. Right. And I think I think m- m-
1: m- m- pa- m- pa- is a is a halacha that you find when you have like two pieces of meat roasting yes. on a spit, and one of them right. is kosher right. and the other, and the, and the and, and even if they're only touching like a little bit, but the fat of the Trefa one is is bubbling and 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 fermenting and percolating through the and therefore the sort of it, it oozes.
0: It oozes not with a dead energy, but with a living sort of energy that somehow finds yeah. its way to spread right. into everything. And this is sort of like, you know, the you know, if if you take the shawmi capciuto, it's it's like say, you see, that it got into the uh the into the placenta. Yeah, she and,
1: smelled some and, of that she she smelled some of that sacrificial meat, you know, that, that's that's that tasty and, 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 a tasty roasted smell and, 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 the, and the greasiness of it and got into her and it started floating around through her body and it, doing it, it, you know the, doing all sorts of the, nasty the, things. The,
0: amniotic, what called, the amniotic fluid that was holding the baby and somehow that became part of it and when Acher comes out he's yes, already the placenta
1: didn't filter it out you know,
0: yes he's already so, tinged with that so Rav Hyman, who was a you know a, a voloshner talmud uh, who lived in England, who wrote a uh, a great book called the told usrom says this is clearly uh metaphoric language, and that he believes what it means is especially as you point out Amin, that we're talking about um sectarianism he he assumes and again i don't know if he 's correct in terms of the dates that this was the his mother was already close to the he calls them the shulchim, the the apostles of Jesus. And that somehow Oh yeah, they were
1: they were around. By the way, there's a gemara in the void of Zara that uh, Rabbi Eliezer nitfelaminus. It's a rather, it's a really right. bizarre little story. And I don't think that anybody really knows what it means either.
0: Right, but, and, um, where but, he, whether what does he, he? they thought that he was part of that or not part of it. And yeah, he was he, like hang,
1: he was like hanging out with them. And when, then when they went and arrested all of the the me name, they they got Rabbi Eliezer in there too. Uh, uh-huh. It's a strange, strange story.
0: Yeah. So okay. no, no doubt about it. There is uh, that there Christianity. No, I'm just works. saying,
1: you know, chronolo- chronologically it works out.
0: Right. And That's and what therefore what, what Hyman suggests is, is that that Acher uh, was in a way, not that, you know, the, the mother, <laughs> as he calls it, the matefa shalmelitza, the envelope of of poetic language, um, that it's it really means that his mom allowed him um, access, and she maybe herself was an acolyte of these type of ideas yes. that that she yes. allowed her son to pick up, and that he right. was he had picked up these sort of ideas that were developing about uh, about I guess you know the what Jesus's life and death meant, and that is how Hyman explains uh, what was happening to him that he right. was in a way now again it's counter to this idea of the mystical experience alone but i Not think what necessarily I, I think right but you know, what i'm saying it, what, it, what look
1: you, it fits together the, the, you know even the mystical experience sits in some sort of context there's a lot of things and a lot of currents that's in one's life that can come together at
0: a particular exactly moment. exactly so yeah. the point is is that this supreme moment that that for Kiva was a a sort of like a, a pleasant ecstasy uh, a, a pleasant ecstasy of, of recognizing God and, and, and the, comple- the complex, incredible universe that you know. As as, as the both your and Babi say, Yodea eskoni, right? But th- it was to knowledge Das, of God right. that that experience. But Achir somehow, because of the influences of the stuff around him, couldn't really um, cleanse himself of that, and therefore when he was when. Mat- Okay, the
1: the connection between Alicia and and um, Gnosticism also fits in with the other version of why Alicia went, um, you know, fell off the planet, so to speak, um, and that was that um, he couldn't comprehend Sadik Viraloi. You know, there's there's uh, this the story that you mentioned coming comes in a couple of versions that uh, that uh, a, a child uh, followed his father's instructions and climbed up a tree to get some eggs out of a bird's nest and he chased the mother bird away which means to say he was doing all sorts of mitzvahs where the Torah promises you a long life and he was bitten by a snake and he died. So basically Acher is responding to the idea that the world seems, you know, that the reality that we see in front of us in the world appears to be completely random and and uh, and meaningless and unjust. So therefore that was the basis of his of his um apostasy, in in which case was simply less, you know, less dinvales dion. But less Dinvales Dayon and and you know in this world, okay, and Gnosticism kind of kind of go hand in hand in, in that in that respect. So the two those two traditions um add up, I think, quite nicely. It is true, as you pointed out, that that Alicia is not a good Gnostic, and he's not a typical Gnostic. When a typical Gnostic would be ascetic, and he would be spiritual, and he'd be doing meditations, and he would be trying to escape this horrible, horrible prison of a of a world and a prison of a body. And what we see of what we see of Elisha is that, well, okay, if, if you know, if I'm cut off from if I'm cut off from Ulam haba, then I may as well have a good time. So he's going in the, you know, so he's going in a sensual in a sensuous and hedonistic direction, okay which is like I said that's not typical for that's not typical for Gnosticism um and if you think about it, it isn't even typical for Epicureanism. now there was a there was a a um a doctrine in the ancient world uh, that was proposed by Epicurus, who was probably the person that Hazalah have in mind when they say da uh because there was such a person. You know, and his name and his name was Apikoros. Um, and he really did not believe that there was any spiritual aspects to reality at all. Everything that happens in the world is accidental, and the only thing that a person can actually do is to have as uh, to have as much pleasure and to have as good a life as possible. But he was not in favor of hedonism because he saw quite correctly that hedonists come to a bad end. You know, they get overweight, they get fat, they get sick, they get depressed. I mean, it, no one becomes, no one has a joyous life. Because they're mindlessly chasing pleasure. So in fact, um, what Epicurus advocated for was to live a very balanced and disciplined life, and to use your mind, because the greatest pleasure in life is to be is to be an enlightened person. So you know, Epicurus wasn't the sort of person who ran around to brothels and 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 picked puglas, whatever those might be, out of the ground on Shabbos. That wouldn't have been him. So so it's kind of funny. Like so so where is you know where is Acher hanging his hat now that he's no longer, you know, now that he's no longer from Yid? Like where is where is he going? And it's kind of sad because it could be that he was just was completely aimless. um And kind of reminds me of that of that novel that somebody wrote back back in the '50s about uh, about Alicia and the whole that generation of time. Milton I mean,
0: Steinberg's book as yeah, Steinberg, a driven Milton Steinberg leaf Rabbi
1: you know, he's not, he's, he's nowhere. And and therefore that's really kind of the tragedy of his life. And, And he would love to come back to Yiddishkeit, but, but he can't, because once he has seen what he has seen, he can't get you can't get past that. That's the nature of these, of these spiritual visions. If, you know, if it was just, if it was just an intellectual exercise then maybe, you know, then maybe I got it right. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe I can, you know, maybe we can figure out what the problem is and we can overcome the, the intellectual challenge, but the, the visceral reality of seeing the truth and the way that you see the truth, you can't, you can't erase that. And you know, on some level, like Acher would probably, if he was here with us today, he would probably say something like, That, you know, sure I can be Jose Butchuva, sure, I can start putting on tfil and I can go back into the Begs Medrash, I can learn Gemara, I can abandon all of my all of my all of my predilections. But if I did that, I would be betraying the deepest truth that I have. I you know, to use modern language, I would be utterly inauthentic with myself if I did that. So here I am, I'm stuck. I'd love to go back and do mitzvahs. I'd love to pretend that I never saw what I saw. I would love to be part of that, you know, vision that you all have, but I can't be part of that because I have a different
0: vision and this is me and
1: and I I can't go back.
0: You know, I, 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 I... let me try to add. So, like, you know, so, so, so uh, even if he heard from the Kodesh Hakadoshim, which was Shuvu Bonim Shoyev VImchutz meacher I mean, he hears right. from he still hears from the Kodesh Hakadoshim when he's riding a horse on Yom Kippur on Shabbos, right? That he yeah, he and hears- by the
1: way, and he's 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 hearing the Kodesh Hakadoshim because the Kodesh Hakadoshim at least this much is left to him. You must be authentic. You must be real. You must be true to your truth. You must be true to what you saw. That would be um, the
0: only mitzvah that's left to you. You know, I, I would just add just one right. point from what you're saying. And it was really suggested to me by looking at the Yerushalmi again and the Bavli uh, as well. One of the things that was stated was that he saw the tongue. Now, it's either the tongue, according to the Bavli, of Chutzpah Sameturgaman or of Rabbi Yehuda Hanachti. And he saw it either mm-hmm. being dragged by a Chazir. Or being dragged by a dog. And, he, and bear with me here for a second. I think there's okay. many of us who are not visually assaulted by things. He's dead. Okay, one of the died. You know, he shouldn't have died. Chutzpitz Yubuda from Asaruge Malchus. What's burned in his head is the is the graphic the image of a tongue in the mouth of a dog, like the, the, the tongue that was pesha mafic is being it, it, there's, there's 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 a hound dog running with that with that with that with that tongue the, it's almost like the aesthetic poetic artistic vision like there's certain, is, is, is haunting him. Do you hear what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's, there's 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 certain cold people who are who are also great men who would do acts of chesed and tzedakah, but they aren't in a way trapped by the poetry of their of what they see. You know, uh, you know, the man is dead. What's bury him? But Akhir is overwhelmed by the irony, the bitter irony, the, the 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 fact that here is what we consider the lowest taking the aspect of course he knows tzaddik can die he knows that people are punished and he's heard it i'm sure since he's been a child yeah, and and he and he knows all of rabbi akiva's
1: yamecha. i mean okay the Gemara in the says that he didn't know he
0: doesn't but know there's those. a difference between sure, knowing well. but there's a difference between okay. knowing and knowing and, and again that's why the drama of even of the story that you said of you know the child who's going to help his father, like all those details are the stuff that affects the emotional artistic soul, but might not affect the more ishalochah that Salvechik talks about, who isn't an unfeeling person but sees everything in terms of alochah. Whereas Achir, I think, is, is 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 sort of like an artist. You know, in other words, the world presents itself with images that to him and ironies. That he can't shake. The irony of a right. yeah, the irony of a child, a, a, a rosy cheeked child running up to say, Yes, Daddy, I'm gonna do this mitzvah for you and bring down, you know, and I'm gonna bring them and send the mother away and bring you the little birdies, and then him falling off, being and being, as we said, being uh, attacked by a snake—the symbol of, of 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 Gnostic evil, right? The snake always symbolizing that 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 element of that evil god, so to speak, right? The snake of evil in the world. Mm-hmm. All of those images are, are things he can't shake. It's almost why. You know, like like like, are are you know, seeing of a film that you can't get out of your head. You know, the film is is the colors are so luscious, bigger than life. I think Akhir suffers Hmm. from his processing. Uh, He he, and again, it's suggested by what you're saying, but I think uh, it it might explain why he can't accept the answers we all accept. and i think it really aligns I, I think it aligns with what you're saying and i think really what what happens is it could be rabbi akiva you know despite him being affected by imagery you know the imagery that we know of the you know of the of the stone being of water penetrating the stone it could be akiva really doesn't have that type of um you know he wouldn't be if he if he would have to draw something on a on a on a on a On a palette, (laughs) he probably would just draw just a normal still life. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, uh, whereas, whereas, Akhir would 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 somehow create uh, a phantasmagorical image that somehow is so striking. It's like Jackson Pollock and and Salvador Dali and you know and Rembrandt all together. You know, and I think that's in a way why such a person is in a way ill suited for mystical life the mystical uh, the mystical journey of of of, of learning and especially when you as you know nelson better than anyone how you have to somehow separate the terminology from their physical representation when we talk about the zivugim and we talk about these right. things I, I would say Acher could not deconstruct that his sense of the of, of the of the physical and his perception of the irony contained and the beauty of what that nature is created a poisonous mix when he started going into Homas side. W- would you accept this theory that I'm saying i would I would very much
1: um well, not only would I accept it, I would powerfully affirm it, okay that this is probably one element of of Achir's personality that he's that he's riveted by visuals. And that he, you know, he can't escape. He can't escape from the implications of what they say because he can't escape from the images. Okay, and that would be that would be a particular weakness. It's also, I think, it's a very it's a very difficult suya to unravel because once again, under the circumstances of Acher having had his vision and being unable to escape it, and being unable to betray it, even though he might want to, and therefore finding the derech of tshuva, you know, blocked off for him, because the only mitzvah that he can still keep is be true to your vision. You know, this is the vision that you had when you saw Ma'asam Merkava. You went to see a Baruch Hu, and this is what happened. So if you betray that, you have less than nothing. You know, right now, you have nothing anyway. But you know, you're not a Gnostic. You're not a Jew. You're not a Roman. You're not a pagan. You're not a Christian. What are you? Right. So, but I'll call upon him if, if, if at least, at least the vision that he had when he was, when he was Yeridufnei or not Yeridufnei Merkava. Um, you know that he has, and that he can fulfill at great personal cost. So, mm-hmm. how do you how how do you do tshuva in a situation like that's a tremendous tremendous and which which of it is to some extent being overwhelmed by visuals? True. And I'll give you here's 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 a little example. Okay, it's in it's in Amos um, uh, in Parakhes, Koy hir'ani Adinoi Elohim, hine Kluv Koyitz is a basket of summer fruit right? right you know like a basket of of um of fruit that ripen in the summertime you know maybe i don't know maybe apples and pomegranates and grapes and stuff like that so so uh, the end has come to my people so it's a it's a pun Okay, on, on I understand. Kaits and kaits. Okay, I don't know if I, well, our listeners might not, but okay, yeah. so so Amos, Amos is seeing this basket of fruit and it's the end of the summer, so it's summer fruit, and Hashem tells him, Okay, you see this, you see this, you see this, this is the end and it's gonna happen and there's no avoiding it. Okay, so the, the idea that Nabu is a situation where you have some sort of visual. Visual material which becomes fused with a certain meaning, which imprints, its, imprints itself on you to such an extent that it's virtually unshakable. Okay, and this also, I think, is like it's also part of Yona's problem. Why Yona is so is so upset? That I mean, aside from the fact that the you know he knows that the assyrians are going to come in, and and you know kill his people and you know dismantle the, the kingdom of Israel, which is which is his kingdom, you know. But aside aside from that, simply the fact that once. You know, once Yonah sees in his mind, Ninve he sees the visuals. He's watching the bricks fall over. He's watching the you know he's, right. he's watching the Assyrian em- empire get get crushed, and that vision imprints itself on his neshama, and that's his message from God. That's his truth, and and it frustrates him and drives him crazy that Hashem would betray that truth, and therefore basically falsify falsify um, Yonah's
0: own neshama. Right. So okay. yeah. Okay. The, so the koach, the, so the, yeah, so, the hadimyon right. that all the neviim possessed, as the rishonim tell us, the Rambam most famously, and then followed by you know by all the people who try to describe nevuah, um, describe how that Koachadimion is so crucial because otherwise the message, despite the you know the the, the 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 clear implication, can only be conveyed in the dreamlike. Visions, unless it's Moshe Rabbein, of course, but the dreamlike visions. And each Navi, of course, sees based on the accumulated um, aspects of what, what things mean a lot to them. And the Rabbona knows that. The Rabbona is teasing and playing with that. And that's why, right? Each Navi gets. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think many of the them shown say even Yechesco and others getting it wrong sometimes based on their conception, because otherwise the message isn't going to get through. You know, they're going to see that. And and, and, and we're really touching on a prerequisite for Navua, which is, in a way, as we've spoken about throughout this series, a, 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 becoming a makubel is part. It's the same thing. It's part of the same Ruach HaKodesh prophetic experience that has been right. part of our lives uh, since the since the ovos. And and right. and what and what's necessary for it is that enhanced uh you know koachadimion and, right. and and right and that's fortunately,
1: fortunately if if a makubo or intellectual comprehension is something that you can switch switch gears, you know, okay, rewrite it, you know, take out the old disk, put in the new one. But when you're dealing with with that level, you know, with that kind of vision of truth, which once you see it, you can't unsee it, and once you see it, that becomes who you are, and you and you have to be true to your to your own self here, and that's your MS. you know, and so that's a different a different level of perception. It's something that Naviim knew. It's something that it's something that Tanoim had access to on their on their level, obviously less than Nvua. Um and part of the reason why we're safer around these kind of things is because um, you know.
0: We're on a lower Madrega, put,
1: that, put yeah, it that way. Right. right. Here.
0: But I think we've also opened up a solution to the proliferation of Navy Sheker uh, throughout Bias Rishon. I mean, it's easy to just say that these were just these, you know, carny uh, schlockmeisters, you know, who were just saying, oh, you know, or these 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 phony spiritualists that, you know, that were uh, around in the beginning of the of the 20th century. What they might have been were uh, people like Acher who actually did experience, who actually started off, and we see this very often, actually, in, 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 uh, about in, in you know, the Neviim who are like, like we have uh, the Neviim and safer uh, Malachim who are somehow good, somehow bad. Like like you know, in some ways, you know, they want to be buried next to the good Navi. So we I, I think we, we this mixture. And and I think this exploration that we've gone on today, I think might be a mafteach to understand that as well, because I think it's I would I, agree I think it's it's childish and wrong to say that all the Nabi sheker that that we hear about and even the Torah's description of the of the Novi sheker based according to the Ramban he was a Novi emes who becomes a Novi sheker is really all tied into um, the tragedy and mystery. Uh, that is Alicia Benavuya. So that's about it, my friends. I think for today, um, and, and we hope you can ride this way. Hope it wasn't too much. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of New York at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.